Hi, this is Jalal Murray, and now we are into Tiger Class 3. Tiger Class 3 came four years after Tiger Class 2, so really quite spaced. I had set it up myself and Stephen Maunder, my writer, uh, as a project that we had an idea to take it beyond reality into something that is supernatural. We did not have Bolo, we had Cynthia. Although with Cynthia, when she came into set, she gave us the beautiful news that she is pregnant. Having found out she's pregnant, we could not do the big action scenes we wanted anymore. We could not work her to the bone like we usually do because we're working on low budget, high speed, and short production days. I mean, so, uh, and when you do that, you have long days and long nights to shoot. Then, with the agreement of Cynthia, we agreed that we're going to cut her role off in the middle. She'll be there in the beginning. And since it's supernatural, she will somehow, her character will die, will seem to have died, and then she will come back again. Now look at this scene. We are watching those people climb on onto this building. By the way, this scene is very similar to a scene we did in Tiger Claus 1. You don't see it, and it's so fast. But actually, it's in front of my studio, and we had a very similar scene, Cynthia and I, watching the Kung Fu Club of Chang in the Tiger Claus movie in the same location. But with the uh, power of cinema and magic of cinema, it doesn't look the same. It actually looks far enough. Now this warehouse also is shot in my studio, which is that same location inside. We added a new character here, my friend Lauren Avedon, an amazing martial artist, a super actor, and a great star. So we had a lot of new faces here too. We brought in, you're gonna see coming up soon, Carter Wong. You remember Carter Wong in Little Trouble in Big China and many other wonderful films. Lauren was happy to play a different character here. He's usually the nice guy. Before this film, he actually worked with me on Operation Golden Phoenix, where he starts as my friend and the end turns out to be my enemy. But uh, this film is different. He's starting from the beginning as the main villain. And Cynthia and Lauren also played another movie together. So we're bringing the gang back together again. Show us your 
Now it's important in this movie that we don't see his face in the heist in the beginning because we cannot expose him. This film also was possible to be made. There we go. Here we saw, see Carter Wong. And the, uh, this scene, the way you'll see him use the newspaper, the magazine to defend himself, that was actually his idea, which is very possible. Some people say, oh, you can't use a newspaper, a magazine, you know, and get anything out of it or whatever. You can't fight using a magazine. Uh, I'll tell them, I would tell them, try it. Try to roll a magazine nice and tight and hit someone in the face or in the head and see what happens. It's actually very painful. Don't move. Don't move. Y'all, give me your money. I don't want Anish Rauber. Give me your money. I've been a fan of Carter Wong for years. I've watched him a lot of old <laughs> Hong Kong films. And uh, it was great to have him. nice to see Carter Wong move he actually he's the real thing he's definitely the real thing so as we were saying the financing of this film came together faster because a developer in Toronto met me as I was coming out uh, on College Street and uh, asked me, what are you doing right now? I told him, you know, I'm planning this and this film. He said, can I be part of it? I'll go with you 50-50. Then I realized uh, he wants to get into film business, which is, uh, you know, it's not advisable for someone who's from outside. But he said, hey, Jalal, I'd rather get in with you than anybody else. So he actually went with me 50-50. And it was uh, Paul Wynn. He's, uh, today, uh, him and his brother, they own the Wynn Properties, which is thousands of apartments in North America. Then Paul brought me this gentleman, too, who was a friend of his. homage to the first film you see there the red Porsche who just passed and parked next to it I don't use it in this film but it was parked in front of my studio
that's Donlands. There you go. Remember Tiger Claws One. There you go. So here we're using, we're cutting back into Tiger Claws One. So we have some kind of flashbacks. Here we have some flashback, and we see a glimpse of Bolo in that flashback. And I don't think we see Bolo again, but. So this lobby, here you see it like a you know nice classy place with art, whatever. Uh, it's actually the same lobby where you saw in the tournament in Tiger Claws 1 for Army Rizzo's tournament, where uh, you know we see Bolo in there, where he kills the winner of that tournament. That's we're using the same hallway here. Also, we're using, see that art behind Cynthia Rothrock? If you see Operation Golden Phoenix, in the end, in the big uh, museum, you'll see that character. That character, actually, there were three of them in the uh, Operation, there were five of them in the Operation Golden Phoenix. And those characters are a copy of Phoenician characters that existed thousands of years ago, and they are in a museum in Beirut, I think. Well, we figured with the goatee, you know, uh, Lauren looks meaner. There we go. We use candles again. And we're using the same stage. If you see the tiger in the back, we've seen that tiger before in Tiger Claws 1 behind uh, Master Mochao, Sifu Mochao. And look at the floor. That's the same floor of the Mochao Club. Although we shot a lot of films after that on the same floor, but they always put something on top of it, but they never painted over that floor. They dressed it up. One thing we didn't do here, we didn't have the budget for, we were going to go and shoot in Hong Kong or somewhere in Southeast Asia where they found the suits and have some kind of an archaeological dig there and the suits being found out and something happens there. It was a whole complicated scene. Unfortunately, we didn't have the budget to do it. I think would have added a lot into the film, would have given us a bigger opening because the opening was supposed to be there uh, in a big archaeological dig in some somewhere in Southeast Asia. But we ended up where we are. demonstrations down in Chinatown. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. And you will notice Cynthia mainly, like even in the end of the movie, she wasn't mainly in one location, shoot location, which is my studio. 
She just couldn't uh, travel, couldn't hang around. So now we're trying to link Tiger Claws 3 to Tiger Claws 1. Sifu, supposedly this Sifu died. And why is he still alive? Or was it him or was it not? or was it real? No one knows. These sparks were actual sparks we did on set. We were afraid of a fire in the studio, but uh, our effects guy was great. Although the top caught on fire, but we managed to put it out. This is post-production. Today I would do it slightly different with higher tech, but at the time that was the best we could afford. And here we bring in the masters. And we bring in uh, new, some new faces. and Mochao back again but looking different and uh, with long hair, protein. This lady, you remember Pavlo from Tiger Claws 2? That's his wife. The tall guy. She did a great job in here. Again, this shot in the studio. That was 
We had a stunt person do that for her. Didn't want to throw her anywhere. So you could see, that's why we have the shot of Cynthia from the back. Again, she was pregnant, we had to take care of that. I mean, even if you try to take care of yourself, but because she is a martial artist, that's the worry was that she'll get into the mood and start doing more stuff and more stuff. And God forbid if she had a miscarriage, that would have been the worst thing on earth for her. And definitely I didn't want to be part of that. shot it that way so we have Cynthia just gently go on the ground floor is the same emblem of my studio entrance that you see in Tiger Claws 1 and Operation Golden Phoenix and the statues there you go these are the five statues in there that's the stairs from upstairs recording studios down to the entrance. That was actually a difficult scene for me to do. I had to reach out, tears did come down my cheek, so it was difficult.
Also, what was difficult now, I knew I got to carry the movie. Like, I knew after this, I need to carry the movie on my own. Which, for a Tiger Claws, I didn't do it before like this. I always had. And here, that's Russell Peters, the comedian. His first film. Uh, I mean, we got him. He was a friend of the uh, Wynn people. And his agents, you know, they said he would like to be in a movie. So it was good to have him. The thing is, I wish we wrote a script for him. I mean, he says a few funny lines, but it's not... Like, I think uh, we should have specifically given him his role. We gave more room to this guy, to Vic, than to him. But I think Russell would have been able to deliver some nice, funny lines. But again, by that time, it was almost too late. At this part of the film now, it's not just my character that's confused what to do next. It was me too, honestly. Because, uh, again, to carry it by myself without the character of Linda, it was tough. And I knew audiences going to be disappointed. But you can't explain to everyone, hey, the lady is pregnant. We had to do what we had to do to keep this project going. If we knew earlier, again, maybe the film wouldn't have been made for nine months till after she has a baby and recovered and came back into shape. And that's over a year. So it was a choice to just get it over with and finish it. So what we did here, when it comes to the plot, as you noticed, we brought back the film into the old Chang's training ground and where Master Mo Chao was. And we didn't do it apologetically. We did it as part of the plot. And we're noticing now that there is something to do with this. Like, it's not a coincidence. These three characters to some people might look familiar or possibly, if you think of Superman, where the three Krypton, Krypton characters came in from the jail, whatever it is they were, dimension, and came on Earth, to Earth. I forgot now the name. So those characters look a little bit, after we had them put together, it's like, okay, they look a bit like those characters. Uh, but it was fun having them. It was fun playing with Lauren. Uh, he brought a different uh, texture to it. fun with them. I mean, they did what they needed to do. They didn't kill innocent people for nothing. I mean, making movies to me was always a dream. And by this time now, finished this movie in 99, 
came out 2000. So I was already 20, I was already, sorry, 11 years in business by then. And I've made a lot of movies by then, like more than an average one movie a year. Uh, sometimes I myself wonder how I lasted so long in this business. In the beginning, by being naive and thinking, you know, just make good product, you succeed in the movie and you get money. It's not like that. Because I realized there are certain people that want to own everything. And if you are the one making it and you want to own any of your own work, they actually do not like it they would like to own everything, even if they're not the people who invest in it. And I had that war. Uh, sometimes I wonder what did I win at what cost? But I think at the end of the day, I made a lot of this right decisions and they seem to work. Uh, I'm still around. I still own rights to what I'm doing and I still have uh, things to do. I mean, I never a year passed without me doing a project or two. Hey, you got my money for those Ranger tickets? Not now, please, I'm busy. Okay, Sorry, there you are. And here again with Russell Peters, still, today, even to date, I, I regret certain things by the, it's like, I don't know, why didn't we know earlier that we could get him to write him into the script properly? Yet again, we did a lot of changes last minute because of not having Cynthia. But, uh, you know, you don't see the full picture at the time. I mean, we had to make a choice actually, should we see them in battle beating up in those kids or should we just play it as of after the fact? And then we came with the decision, you know what, no, we don't have to see them fight again. We already seen them fight. Let's just see them. That's it. They, they did it while the camera wasn't there. And I think it worked for the scene. Like with this film, again, I was alone in there and it is it is a different script. I like it as a script but more than the others, to be honest. Like, I like it also, I like my character in it more. Somehow it's more mature character. We're not rushing through it. I mean, there are two reasons. 
we had to really we had dialogue and we had to tell the story and we told it slowly but uh, the other reason too we don't have much of a budget to create all the big action scenes with the car crashes and the car chases whatever we've done before here we had we didn't have that money you think I helped them escape yeah I think that Derek that's what I think I'm not finished with you Derek Like after doing all these films, you start feeling more comfortable in front of the camera. You start feeling less intimidated by the camera. I was quite a bit, my first film, worse, the worst. Every time I heard that camera roll, and especially the film camera always made that sound. Every time I heard it roll, I just literally was shaken almost. And I blanked out quite often. Uh, by Tiger Class 3, I was already more comfortable in my shoes. I was doing what I need to do. For this location, we passed by there earlier and we checked it when is the sunset. And we needed to see my character in here that he's more in deep thought. I mean, he's out of... This character was mourning the loss of his close friend and the loss of his associate. So he is a little bit lost and we needed to take him out. We needed the breather. So... What we did is we put him, that's why we picked there the, the scenes. He's, outside, he's in New York, but he's outside of New York. So he's, he had to get outside of that battleground to feel that he could get back into the battleground again later. So he has to find himself, go back to the martial art route, to go back to the spirit of martial art where he was before. So he goes to this master to bring him back I mean, like all of us, sometimes when we work in the city and we work in offices, we lose something. And he wanted to be in touch with himself. Here we enjoyed having Carter Wong in his domain. I mean, he does the martial art the way he does it. And you could see he's actually a Kung Fu guy. Look at his knuckles. They're Kung Fu knuckles. Look at his movements. These are real. These are not, this is not makeup knuckle. This is real from punching these stones. And when he moves, you could see. I mean, I love Bolo. Bolo has great presence, but Bolo is not a Kung Fu guy. He could do a couple of nice moves and be there and just look, and he's intimidating. Carter Wong, no, he was the real thing. And he is still, I mean, the man's still alive. I'm not sure why he didn't have a more of a North American presence than he did, but he could have. His, his voice was not deep, like Bolo's voice is deeper, and somehow Bolo established a certain presence, and being with Bruce Lee in the same film, that gave him 
a certain sentimentality beyond anything. Time has begun to take his course. That boy in the store. If it wasn't for your help, he would have been killed. He should feel good. They were nothing. If I had gone up against a clever opponent, I would have lost. And now with Strager turn against me. A man just called. He mentioned Strager's name. What did he want? He said he wanted to meet with you in person. Strager is not our enemy. We must trust no one. So we spent time in this movie where my character is trying to find himself. Before he find he could confront the evil, he has to find himself. And again, we used New York, actual New York, as much as we could. We really traveled. It was a small unit. We got a lot of shots. One small incident with this young lady. We were driving to New York. I was driving a Suburban from Toronto to New York. And she was sitting behind me. And I asked everyone, please put seatbelts. No, no, I don't need, I never put seatbelt. And as we're driving, something happened in front of me. I had to hit the brakes hard. And she comes slamming into my chair right from the back. Then she puts the seatbelt immediately. Hit her nose, poor girl. Uh, but thank God she wasn't hurt. And for me, I, I mean, I tried to tell everyone, keep your seat. Like you're driving for seven hours, eight hours. You never know what could happen. What can you tell me about Stryker Goodnow? He sounds familiar. Is he a student of yours? I don't know. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? I don't remember. Did I mention this was police business? Do you suspect me? Some wrongdoing? It's crossing my mind. Do the three masters of Shannon For me, the influences as filmmaker was when I was a kid, I used to sneak out of school. We'll finish at three. Sometimes I tried to sneak a bit earlier. Go to two film, two for the price of one theaters. There were three of them actually, not far from school, in the main street of the town. And one of them would have a cowboy film and a modern film, a, a basic film. The other one will have kung fu film or a martial arts film and a modern film, a newer film. And the third one will have usually horrors, horror films but always two films for the price of one. So I would not spend money on lunch and sometimes other things. So I could go and see movies literally every night for a few hours, like three nights a week, whatever I could, because they change the movies every week. I think I've seen every old horror films, black and white, usually cowboy film martial arts films.
and it did affect me. I mean, it, 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 I felt it was such a journey I would go on every time I watched the films. Not that I took it as a real thing, but I always felt it's a release. And when I was making movies, I was hoping I could do the same thing to the audience. Uh, I mean, definitely I wish I had the budget to do something on a bigger scale for what I wanted, but I, I never had the chance to do that. The biggest ones I had is Expect No Mercy and TC2000. Talents is to a lesser level, but I'm proud of them very much so because I did them for such low price and still they look amazing till today and they hold themselves. But I wasn't able to move to that bigger space. Lady move. They want to see the girl. What do you want to drink? You want to stay here. You have to order something. People around the corner refusing to order. Lauren did have fun playing this character. It was. He said, oh, it's different. It's easier character, nicer character, with more depth than being a nice guy. So he added a comedian, comedic touch into it. just he got into the character immensely Ear and they have an eye now. It's funny seeing those faces again. These are people I know personally that wanted to be in the movie, so I brought them in. To me, I'm proud of this film. I know some people saying, oh, where is Bolo, where is Cynthia, I don't have them. But as a story, as a movie, I think it works. It's easier, it's not so hectic, and yet the story is being told, the emotions are there. Isn't that fun? 
few drinks for me and my friends. I don't think so. Chinese people come in here in funny looking outfits? Oh, yeah. Did they do that? Yeah. But when they were missing, we were missing a fight, so we had to really go back and make a fight. Like in the fights here, I didn't have to do a kung fu style fight, could have been just a brawl style and good enough for me. So the style is different. I'm not using open hand. So I just, I did what I need to do to put them down. Where the hell did you come from? What's the difference? I'm here. Why? You said you need my help. Maybe I changed my mind. I know how to defeat the three masses. I'm listening. Not here. I need something to get first. Okay. Get in. the roof shots we did here we were on the roof of one of the houses of my partner they have a house downtown that's they own the building and the house was like the penthouse the whole thing open one the whole floor for them it had great views of the city and that's Salmita talked about it after why you didn't have to put the food in your mouth to talk pretend <laughs> have you seen the crystal they wear yes the crystal is what allows them to exist this absorbs the surrounding chi and concentrate it into matter matter being the masters destroy the crystal yeah. and you can destroy the masters simple enough no the crystal is protected sheer force cannot destroy it you mean like a bullet precisely then how 
we had a, we had actually a shorter shooting schedule on this than we did on the other and uh, but we allowed for the pickup outside we did the shooting schedule 18 days initially and uh, with pickup days two three days travel pickup days in new york we didn't do much in new york we drove around literally in two days and got all the shots we needed exteriors uh, the training shots they were in toronto in a big query whatever it is they they dig you know they dug the ground there it looks bigger than it is actually because if we shoot 360 actually there's a whole city next to it but the way we shot it looks amazing like as if it's far far away but with having said that actually i was comfortable with the script because we had time initially for it so my role did not change much but many of the scenes we had to take out the character of Cynthia. Cynthia was unique as one of the, there were action stars before, but an actual martial artist that knew what she was doing, she went to Hong Kong, which gave her an edge, the way she fights in a cinematic way. Uh, plus in the competition circuit, she wasn't the fighter, she was a kata girl, and she did very well with it. She was great doing it. And katas and forms is a performance, is an art of theater. So she knew how to do all of that. She was cute, she was blonde, and it worked out. There were other girls that came out at the same time, but somehow they didn't have the same success. And they were great fighter girls, like Karen Shepard and a few others. Uh, but Cynthia managed to capture certain imagination. Yet, Cynthia auditioned with Schwarzenegger for one of the films uh, that instead he picked uh, Sharon uh, Stone, I think, for it, to play in that film. Uh, and Sharon Stone has the fight with the other girl and it looks good, but it doesn't look as, if Cynthia would have done it, it would have been a lot better fight. Uh, so, yeah, the studios looked at her, but in the end decided not to give her that break. I think if she was what they perceived better actress, they didn't think from some agents that I heard of, didn't think she's a great actress. She's a great fighter. So they said they would rather get stunt people and use an actual actor to do it than to use an actual martial artist. I think they're wrong because she could be trained and I think some projects would have been way better if they used an actual girl martial artist, Cynthia or others, but Cynthia definitely could have been. So her timing was great too.
With this exercise, the speed is to put your hand through in and out before the wheel goes through. Now, no one that I know could do this because the wheel is turning unless you turn with it. But the idea is the speed. Are you able to go in and out? How fast is your punch? Go in and out before you're being hit. At this point, I was starting to get back into training with martial arts. And I think I was getting back into better shape than a few years earlier. Because when I started doing films, I really got too busy. So as I'm doing the films, I wasn't really training enough. While other actors, they come to the set, they're fresh because they've been training two, three months for the movie. With me, I was literally fighting for financing, fighting for production, locations and everything else. When the movie time came, I'm already exhausted from trying to make a movie. So like most producers, you know, they drink, they smoke, they do this and that, and they're out of shape because it takes so much of them to produce and to put everything together. For me, I was trying to do that. It was very hard to be in shape and to prepare. But, I mean, it's, what can I do? But by, by the time I did this film, I already had a little bit of time and I was actually in better shape than I was a couple of films earlier. And having uh, Paul Wynn come in half, 50% with me, uh, did help because it took a burden off my back. You know, after he recouped his money, made his money and moved on with his life. But even that, although he made his money, it was disappointment because he wanted to make a lot more profit than what he did. He made profit that he made after that couple of films thinking the same formula would work like with me. Those other films didn't bring him even the money back. And then he quit. He said, it's not for me. I'm into making business. Real estate makes money. But everyone always, when they make the first money, they think they want to be part of Hollywood. And it's not easy. I was having fun with throughout all of these workouts. Again, I, I was more at peace with myself. I started martial arts, my older brother was doing martial arts, that was a little bit part of it. But what really drew me into getting into it seriously is The Big Boss by Bruce Lee, his first international film. That's what drew me.
So we had to bring Cynthia somehow to the middle of the film. So we shot these flashbacks. They're not action, not fighting, so it's easy to do. Like those scenes are not from other films. We actually shot them on, and right after with the initial opening scene. Simple in and out, and that's it. You know, Tarek, if anything should ever happen to me, the magic of creating a movie from A to Z, it's very fulfilling when you're done. The only thing is, I never felt I could celebrate once I'm done, much. We'll do a rap party, but by that time I'm so busy prepping for next project. But, and for me it wasn't really a rap, because I still had post-production. I still had distribution. So there was a lot on my plate left. Like sometimes people would tell me, enjoy what you did, enjoy it more, take time to do it. And I think I should have taken more time at the time because sometimes I didn't realize that I'm, what I'm doing is so hard to do. The other people who tried to do it didn't, couldn't explain to me that what you've done from nothing is very tough. I have so much in my mind that I think I want to do, but I want to do a little bit at an older age where I'm not in a hurry. Like I look at somebody like this, oh, going into something else. This actor, I used him in Talents of the Eagle first. He was a cop. He's a Hong Kong half, his dad's from Hong Kong and he was a cop in, uh, Hong Kong, then he moved to London, continued there. In the mid-90s, when uh, Hong Kong shifted from the British to the Chinese, he moved to the British, because he's half Chinese, half British. And his family took him to England. And then he came to Toronto and became a peer regional cop next to Toronto, Mississauga area. And that's where I met him. After I put him in the Tales of the Eagle, he was still a cop. He quit, and he just wanted to do filming, movies, for life. So I used him, I think, talents, I used him in Expect No Mercy, and I used him in Tiger Claws to three, I mean. But I can't keep using the same people always. I try as much as I could, but sometimes it doesn't work. For this scene, we mixed special effects with actual martial art. And we wanted to 
to look nice. Uh, so if you see here, that's that's the penthouse apartment on the inside. Look at the tiles. Really funky, and the metal stairs. Steve Mander started being a student of mine and I felt I took him under my wing throughout the whole thing and you build a relationship with someone you become like brothers and we've had that we had that for almost 20 20 years almost from mid 80s till mid 2000s and then people move on different directions it's someone I like actually and I miss sometimes because but he needed to move on he said he has to change to grow move into different directions so he moved on and once someone moves on I move on too Like your own kids sometimes move on and they say, Dad, I don't want to be under your control anymore. As long as I'm here, I'm your child. I got to go and grow. And so you have to accept it. Initially, it was tough to accept, but you have to accept it. Kids have to grow. So the wheel has big opening, if you noticed. Enough for the audience, so enough that when you spin, depends on the speed, are you able to stick your hand in and out without breaking it.
there was snow there quite a bit, but it wasn't as cold as it was below zero, but it was not like 10 below or 20 below. I, I enjoyed working out there in this farm. I enjoyed the training sequences with Carter. To me, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better man to be a master. Like he understood exactly his role, what he needs to do, and played it well. It's all part of the Kung Fu. This is all Kung Fu. Different styles, but within the Kung Fu. Kung Fu is more of the Chinese style of martial art. I mean, it's the most ancient than all of them. Karate came later on. And Kung Fu is more, it's not as organized as Karate. It's different clans have different styles, different families have family secret. That's the only way they fight. So, and usually they don't teach their secret to someone else outside of their family or clan. I wanted out of the scene mainly to show their powers because once you show them bigger and you bring them down it makes it a lot more interesting and makes it more worthy so we started with special effects but this is an actual an actual fireball that we threw the special effects people threw films not caring much what critics say after the first film first film I was really devastated what critics said then I realized these are the same critics who were watching films that are so-called artistic but no one watched and today a lot of those films no one even watches they don't even exist anywhere and yet what I've done there is still interest in it there is still sales of it everywhere. So, like sometimes I almost thought of myself that maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I think I did something right. I did something that's living a lot longer than a lot of so-called artistic films that they, people made. And uh, making movies about it being seen. Like some people said, oh, I would not sacrifice my artistic whatever and then no one's seen it it doesn't mean anything yeah i'm proud doesn't matter no one has to see it as long as i think it's good 
I think that's false confidence because, I mean, when you create art, people have to see it. If people don't see it, then it doesn't exist. So over on this film, I mean, you could see it's costing less. A lot of these scenes are really shot all in one sequence and now being intercut and they're moving. But also we don't have too many actors involved, not too many big scenes. All the big scenes were done together in a controlled environment. And I think this one succeeded in creating a personal journey for the character of Tarek and Tiger Claws. While the other Tiger Claws, he didn't have so much of a journey. In Tiger Claws 1, I wanted to create a journey for him when he goes, joins the club and gets to know the Tiger Claws world. But, you know, I was told it's just it's boring no you gotta go into big action scenes more move on this and a lot of stuff ended up on the cutting floor because we had so much footage of action that we needed to go back into the actual action the gunplay Now, since these guys don't talk, they're having others talk on their behalf by mind control. Who is Master Jin? Master Jin, what's that old fart got to do with anything? They say he has a new pupil. A man named Tarek. This man can destroy us. Believe me. After we did Tire Class 3, we actually had another script that's supposed to be Tire Class 3 and had Cynthia through it. So a lot of those scenes were pushed out. Then we created Tiger Class 4 script. And Cynthia's character is all in it. So some of the scenes were exported there. And that script was wrote, written actually before 2004 and rewritten again 2008 but we never got a got into doing it Uh, 
again. Too much time passed without seeing Cynthia, so we had to get some flashback. We took time with the editing. I mean, we used to take longer time. One thing is when you're doing it, we're doing the edit on film. You actually have more time to think about scenes. With the video editing, I'm finding it's... I, I don't feel we give it enough time because the process is faster. So you're doing the actual assembly faster. You don't have sometimes time to think about it as much. When I'm doing it on film, everything has to be very purposeful because it takes a lot. I love working in barns. I've done more than one film. It's just there is something magical about a barn that is actually functional. And having the hay there, it's just so beautiful when you do an action. It's just naturally you have a place to go. People to fall. I'm not showing the face of this guy so much because that's uh, Howard Green. You've seen him in Tiger Claws 2. You've seen him in uh, Talos of the Eagle. You've seen him in Thesis of the Thousand. Weapons was my main martial arts, like between open hand and weapon was the main training and I enjoy weapons because to make it an extension of you it's not easy and it it just it's it's pretty good Suburban using it for the chase. Who is that? Sonny Wolf, one of Mr. Lau's goons. Who knows about this place? Striker. He joined with them. Why would they take him? I mean, the, the way we wrote Tiger Class 4, it's uh, it goes further into China. We actually, the characters of Linda and Tarek end up going into China and they leave the police force because there's something bigger than them. No, not yet. Not yet and uh, it becomes more spiritual but also more Kung Fu. -y.
the move, we won't know where he is. Not so easy, is it? I'll get him. I think I, I think the audience will notice here I was actually more comfortable acting. The other one is risk factor. Also Lauren Avedan and myself, we did that in 2004. In the circuit, I had a very small role, but I think in here, I was already feeling free, like feeling comfortable in my shoes. There's nothing more beautiful. City was huge. Police everywhere. And with Russell, <laughs> I mean, as I said, having Russell Peters there, we should have been able to do more. But he was getting more comfortable as he went. In the beginning of the shoot, he actually even just, he froze quite a bit. But you could see the further we were shooting with him, the more comfortable in his shoes he was becoming. Understand right now he has a show in India or something that's he plays a cop. He plays a Canadian cop in India. It's funny, I filmed a lot of these scenes without permit and places and locations. No, no shutdown, no one. <laughs> I think if you own it, people don't ask you. And, and as you see in a lot of scenes, there are actual real cops around us. Either next to us, behind us, everywhere. Or uh, it just, if you, you gotta own it. I even had cops, uh, I asked them, you know, turn your siren on for us, for the camera, as the camera is rolling, and they did it and drove away. And we used it in the film. This so, uh, it, it's the way you ask them, how you talk to them. And many of them ha have other things to do in their life. Like, often I, I do, if I was shooting in Toronto, because of the, set, the way it is, I want to spend more time in the streets and what you get a permit for the outside shots. You two can wait here. The tiger spirit will guide you. He's here. Yes, Sue, come with me. Why stay 
uh, that's why I shoot a lot in studios or things I own. Like this one is in my studio, in the hallway. Uh, you know, on the right, every door you go in, there's something to do with editing or sound picture or whatever. And uh, these are all offices. So I would shoot here. I don't need a permit. It's my own property. Or I would rent a place like I rented that Canadian Tire place. Huge place. Everything's private property. I don't need a permit. To drive on the street, I mean, anytime you're parking your trucks and uh, vehicles, you need a permit. But if you're parking private property, you don't need a permit. So, the scenes where you see there are car chases outside, where I have scenes actually outside with dialogue, I took permits. My favorite weapons would be the bow, double butterfly swords. I enjoy them most. For the stick, I could do the double two-man stick form, the open stick form, single. I, I enjoy those. And then the one I feel comes across strongest is the Kwando. But you learn everything else too. It's important from the trisectional staff to others. Now this is the roof of the building. We needed to give Carter a nice action scene. So I gave him Lauren, and they're, they're both good fighters. You taught me nothing. Nothing I can use. The audience looks now, it's different style than the original Kung Fu films I did, the Tiger Claws. fighting in a kung fu way now. With each other, we were there to help them with it. 
we set up. We know Loren is great with his kicks, and that's he's well known to that for that. And then Carter is known with his hands. So if you notice, he blocks everything with hands. See the same shot they're going in we slow it down but if you speed it, it's gonna look weird because we stop right out of it if you notice it continue the same shot you don't do fast movement and then stop now if you speed it your stop is gonna look weird quite fast with his feet he's a taekwondo guy he's actually very good These are in my studio, so I had control over the setup. That's why we set it up there. So we could take our time with this fight. And we took our time, myself and him, on this fight. Because quite often I'm rushing myself after I take care of everyone. But with this one, we took the time we needed to take to make it a better fight.
the drama around the fight makes a good fight. The suspense you create within the fight makes a good fight. And the uniqueness. A fight cannot be predictable. And you can't have it too fast and you can't take it too long either. Like it's gonna be somewhere happy middle. And the fight has to be entertaining. It's all about entertaining. People gotta watch something. It's gotta be either impressive or something they haven't seen. Fights have to be unique in a way. Carry the chi. Fans, it's hard to please everyone, but one thing for sure, I know what they like in general. But different people like different situations. Some people want to go more spiritual, some people say they want to go more hardcore, like hard fighting. It's like, how come we don't see more blood? Like, to me, we don't do horror and we don't do bloody action. We do minimum blood action. We don't see an actual thing happen. Yeah, some blood from the nose. And some of them say, oh, that looked real. And some of them, then they say about something else. That, didn't, that looked real, but that other thing didn't look real. Well, it's not real. It's a movie. But we make it look as close to real as possible. One thing for sure we do in our films, we don't have wires whatsoever. The only wire we used was the one when Michael Chow was traveling from the exploding boxes down to the ground. was a dream. Cynthia's back. See, these things were coming back in Tiger Claws 4. What is going on? He's the man who broke into your warehouse. But I guess that might not happen. 
And that's it, Cynthia's back. She's still alive and ready for Tiger Class 4. And thanks for watching. Enjoyed having you. And enjoyed making those movies. They're very special to me.